Hi, this is Rick Warren, and welcome to Daily Hope. You know, my desire is that through this broadcast, we will all become people who have the heart of God, that we will believe God without hesitation, and that we will love God without limitation. Now, one of the ways we do this, of course, is through studying the Word of God. That's why every day here on Daily Hope, we look into God's Word to discover what He has to say about our lives and about our circumstances. We intentionally grow through the Word of God. The Bible says in John 17, 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy Word is truth. So I'm glad you've joined us today. Let's get started in our study of God's Word. Today on Daily Hope with Rick Warren, we continue in this very popular series on surviving relationships God's way. It's called You Make Me Crazy. So whether you know a crazy maker or you are a crazy maker, this series is definitely for you. Now with part two of a message called Breaking Free from Abuse, taken from various portions of scripture, here's Rick. I spent the better part of this week studying the book of Psalms in detail finding over a hundred different references to different marks of emotional abuse. I don't have time to go into all of those. So I, I boiled it down to eight. And I put eight verses here on your outline that show eight common characteristics of emotional abuse. I want you to write a word next to each of these sentences because these are the hallmarks of emotional abuse. If these are in your life, you're being abused. All right, David's descriptions, when he uses the word enemy or enemies 92 times, here's what he says they do. The first thing in Psalm 102, verse 8, he says, my enemies taunt me day after day. They mock and curse me. Circle the word taunt. He say, they're always picking on you. They're always provoking you. They're always, they won't leave you in peace. They're constantly taunting you. What this is, here's the word to write down, is aggravation. Aggravation is the first common characteristic of emotional abuse. You just get aggravated at people because they're taunting you all day. They mock you, they curse you, they taunt you, they're picking on you, they're provoking you. They won't let you alone. They're always picking at you. That's aggravation. The second characteristic is intimidation. Intimidation. That's emotional abuse. Psalm 109, verse 20, he says, they tell lies about me and they threaten me. Circle that, they threaten me. That's intimidation. When you have people in your life who are always making threats, I'm gonna leave you, I'm gonna walk out on you. Why, if you do that, you don't know what, and and they're always threatening you. Threatening you with violence, threatening you with leaving, threatening you with a lawsuit, threatening, this can happen at work, it can happen at school, it can happen in your neighborhood, it can happen in your home. When people are threatening you, they are emotionally abusing you. It's intimidation. They're always making threats. They try to scare you into compliance. They try to pressure you into compliance. That is intimidation. Third mark is denigration. Denigration is when they're always putting you down. And in Psalm 22, verse 7, David says of his enemies, they make fun of me and they ridicule me. 
They make fun of me and they ridicule me. Now, we're not talking about good-natured teasing here. In fact, teasing can be an evidence of love. And when you're teasing somebody and you love them, they know you're not, you're not doing it in a mean-spirited me. What we're talking about here is mean-spirited scorn and derision. They intentionally ridicule you. They belittle you. They put you down. They're constantly attacking you, belittling you, and, uh, and, and heaping scorn on you. I don't know if you saw the last two weeks on the internet, it's been a buzz with these uh, uh, grade school kids or, or junior high kids who, who did this, um, uh, uh, vi- made this video on the school bus. And there was a, 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 an older woman sitting on the bus who was overweight, and the kids thought it would be real fun to make a videotape of them belittling her. And it was absolutely mean-spirited, and it went on and on, and it actually backfired on the kid, kids, but it showed this kind of denigration is emotional abuse. The fourth one is in Psalm 69. David says, I've been insulted, put to shame, and humiliated. This is the fourth mark of abuse, humiliation. When you're in a relationship where you experience humiliation, that's abuse, friends. That's emotional abuse. I've been insulted, put to shame, and humiliated. Shame is the favorite tool of abusers. They demean you, they dishonor you, and they disgrace you. Denigration, humiliation, intimidation, aggravation. Number five, manipulation. Manipulation is when they're trying to control you and uh, they're bullying you around. In Psalm 73, verse 8, I love this, the message paraphrase, they jeer, they use words to kill. They bully their way with words. You ever been bullied with words? They're trying to manipulate you by what they say. You're verbally bullied. That's manipulation. And that's emotional abuse. Number six, domination. They push hard to make me fall. They push hard. What's, what is domination? They're trying to control you in every kind of way. They're always pushing at you. Everything is a power play. Everything is about control. Everything's about who's in charge, who's number one, who's pulling the strings. They turn everything into a power play. You see this at work, and you unfortunately sometimes see it in marriages. Domination. They push hard to make me fall. It's a, it's a control situation. And then in Psalm 31, 13, David says, they spread rumors about me and conspire against me. That's defamation. Defamation. They spread rumors about me and conspire against me. Defamation. They're trying to defame. They love to use gossip to defame you. They like to spread rumors about you. They, they, they like to, to say things that embarrass you. The internet is filled with this kind of emotional abuse. People are defaming and despoiling and disgracing and embarrassing people all the time. Defamation. And then finally, number eight is condemnation. And condemnation is they mock me with the worst kind of profanity and they snarl at me. In other words, they use vulgarity, they use profanity, they use cursing for shock value. They like to drop the F-bomb. 
They like to drop other cuss words. They like to use crude slang about a part of your body or about your gender or they call you this or that, some crude name that they've picked up you know, by watching uh, MTV or something. It's condemnation. They mock me with the worst kind of profanity and snarl at me. Now friends, if any of these words describe the environment that you are in, let me just tell you real clearly, you are being emotionally abused. This is not good natured stuff here. This is emotional abuse. And what you need to do is you need to admit it and you need to name it and you need to call it for what it is and you need to point out that that's exactly what it is. It's not playfulness, it's meanness. It is meant to harm, it is malicious. Now the third uh, step in recovering and breaking free from abuse, Pastor Tom is gonna come and teach. The third step is don't minimize it, don't rationalize it. Ephesians 5, 6 says, don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins, for the anger of God comes upon all those who disobey him. So you don't say things like, well, he was just having a bad day, or she was just having a bad day, or I, I brought it on myself, or there are so many good things about him, there are so many good things about her. You don't minimize it, you don't rationalize it. A number of you know that I grew up in a home with a dad who was mentally ill. As his mental illness in our childhood years first began to show itself, he began to be abusive towards my mom. First with words, and then with threatening physical actions. And then I, I remember a night when he pushed her on the couch and held her down to talk to her. She immediately made sure the police were contacted. We moved out of the house. Her sister lived in the, in the same town, so we moved in with them. They had four kids, we had three kids. I've always thought about our parents and what they had to face when that happened. She got a separation from him and we moved back into our house. I've always been so grateful that my mother did not rationalize it or minimize it. She could have said, he's just sick. She could have said, it's not his fault. And some of that was true. But the truth was, he was abusing her. And she made the decision to do something about it. I know that it terrified her. It terrified her. It was the hardest thing she ever had to do. But she decided to not minimize it, to not rationalize it. And that's what we have to decide as well. I've got to tell you, as I check my own emotions, even this many years later, it's hard for me to talk about this. We don't like to talk about abuse. We don't like to admit that it's there. We don't like to face it. And because of that, everything in us wants to minimize it. We want to rationalize it. Even some of you that were in an abusive home years and years ago, you haven't faced it in your own life. You still minimize it, rationalize it, push it down. Some of you that are in an abusive situation right now. I'm praying God will give you the courage instead of minimizing it and rationalizing it to, to take some steps. Now, my mom and dad stayed married the rest of her life, the rest of their life. But that time of separation changed everything because she didn't rationalize, she didn't minimize. If you want some strength for doing that, remember how God feels about abuse. You wanna know how God feels about it? Just pick up the Bible and read through the prophets. Read through particularly the 12 minor prophets at the end of the Old Testament. Just about every one of those minor prophets 
is about God's anger towards those who have practiced injustice or abuse, particularly to those who are weaker in society. They use their strength, physical strength or political strength to abuse other people. And God just says, I am angry at this. I'm going to judge this. By the way, when you think about abuse, Sometimes it seems like the abuser is the person who is strong. It's important to remember that when somebody is practicing abuse, it's always because they feel deep insecurity and a deep sense of being powerless in their life. And that insecurity, that powerlessness in their life is causing them to want to abuse other people in their life. So I've had to learn some tough life lessons about this one. And one of the keys in abuse is what's going on in your own mind. So whether it happened a long time ago or it's happening right now or it's just beginning to happen, you don't minimize it, you don't rationalize it. You say, God, give me the courage to deal with it. The Bible talks about this very issue where it says in Ephesians 5, 6, don't be fooled by those who try to excuse their sins. For the anger of God comes upon those who disobey him. Don't be confused by people who try to excuse their sin, who try to just rationalize it or or justify it. He says, it makes God's anger. God hates abuse. If you want to know what God thinks about it, God hates abuse. It makes him very, very angry. Now, the fourth key to helping someone who is going through abuse or is trying to recover from abuse is, number four, help them to a safe place if necessary. Maybe they need to get out of the situation. Help them to a safe place if necessary. Now, let me just say this as clearly as I can as your pastor who loves you very much. So read my lips on this one. If you are being physically or sexually abused, you need to get out now. Not tomorrow morning, tonight. Not next day, today. You need to get out now. There is not, listen to me, as a pastor, I've got a doctorate in theology, there's not a single verse in the Bible that says a child or a wife or a husband has to remain in a situation where their life is threatened or they are sexually abused. There's not a single verse in the Bible and anybody who tells you that has perverted scripture. It's just not there. It isn't there. You need to get out of that relationship right now. That's Rick Warren with a portion of today's message called Breaking Free from Abuse from the series You Make Me Crazy. We'll continue with more in a moment. But first, you might not know there's more to Rick Warren than his best-selling purpose-driven life book, RickWarren.org is packed with resources pulled from Pastor Rick's 30-plus years of preaching and teaching. This includes CDs, DVDs, free streaming sermons, Bible studies, small group resources, and more. It's all there at RickWarren.org. You can also request prayer, learn what it means to trust your life to Christ, and sign up for Pastor Rick's free daily email devotional. Visit us online today at RickWarren.org. There's more Daily Hope with Pastor Rick in just a moment. We all have relationships that drive us crazy. Maybe it's a spouse, sibling, co-worker, or a nutty relative. 
That's why you need the You Make Me Crazy Study Kit. In this six-part DVD series and study guide, Rick Warren helps you do more than just survive crazy relationships. He helps you thrive in them. The You Make Me Crazy Study Kit is our gift to thank you for your donation to support this Daily Hope broadcast. So call 800-600-5004 to request yours today. Call 800-600-5004. Once again, here's Rick. God hates abuse. If you want to know what God thinks about it, God hates abuse. It makes him very, very angry. Now, the fourth key to helping someone who is going through abuse or is trying to recover from abuse is, number four, help them to a safe place if necessary. Maybe they need to get out of the situation. Help them to a safe place if necessary. Now, let me just say this as clearly as I can as your pastor who loves you very much. So read my lips on this one. If you are being physically or sexually abused, you need to get out now. Not tomorrow morning, tonight. Not next day, today. You need to get out now. There is not, listen to me, as a pastor, I've got a doctrine in theology. There's not a single verse in the Bible that says a child or a wife or a husband has to remain in a situation where their life is threatened or they are sexually abused. There's not a single verse in the Bible and anybody who tells you that has perverted scripture. It's just not there. It isn't there. You need to get out of that relationship right now. He said, but Rick, I'm married. I didn't say divorce him now. I didn't say that at all. The Bible says God hates divorce. And I've seen all kinds of miracles take place in the lives of people where marriages were put back together after a, ma- uh, after a major separation. Many, many times. I do not believe in divorce. But I have sometimes encouraged a separation for the purpose of reconciliation. Sometimes the only way you get somebody's attention is to move out of the picture for a period of time with the intention of restoring the relationship. That is a separation for the purpose of reconciliation. If you are in a situation where you are being physically or sexually abused or a child is, you need to report it and you need to get out of it right now. And then you begin to pray and you take some of these other steps that we're going to teach you and you pray that God will reheal that and put it back together. Not in the same old way. I don't want that relationship put back together in the old way. I want it in a brand new way. A whole new marriage. A whole new family. A whole new relationship there where God has just changed you and changed them. How can I best help my friend? Somebody tells me they're going through abuse. Physical sexual, verbal, emotional. And they're being, how can I help them? Well, the first thing I do is help them to get the courage to report it, to talk about it. It's the law. It's the law when it comes to child abuse and wife abuse and things like that. It's the law. And then the second thing is to understand the pain that they're in and sympathize with them. Put yourself in their shoes. Do you know in the book of Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter 13, it says that we are to 
never forget people who are in prison. It says we're to remember people in prison. We're to pray for them, we're to care for them, we're to love them, and it says in Hebrews 11, you are to remember people in prison as if you were there with them. You know what the second half of that verse says? Look on your outline. Second half of Hebrews 13, three says this, and look on victims of abuse as if what happened to them happened to you. That's Rick Warren with Daily Hope. In a moment, he'll share an encouraging closing thought with you. But first, don't forget to visit us online at rickwarren.org. Wondering what it takes to have a better marriage? Wanting to learn to dig deep into God's Word? Wishing you could find the healing for your hurts, habits, and hang-ups? Get what you need when you visit the online store at rickwarren.org. You can also request prayer or sign up for Pastor Rick's free daily email devotional. So visit rickwarren.org today. Now before Rick's closing thought, you wouldn't be human if there wasn't at least one relationship in your life that drives you crazy. Maybe it's a boyfriend or girlfriend. It could be a spouse or parent, co-worker or neighbor. Or maybe it's that nutty aunt who you only see once a year. But whoever the crazies are in your life, they have the potential to really bring you down and distract you from the life God wants for you. That's why Pastor Rick wants to send you his six-part DVD series and study guide called The You Make Me Crazy Study Kit. This was a very popular Bible study at Saddleback Church. It gives you the practical tools to survive difficult relationships God's way. It's his gift to thank you for your donation to support this Daily Hope broadcast. And you might have heard us say before that Daily Hope is a 100% listener-funded broadcast, which is why your financial support is so vital. So call to give today and let us say thanks by sending you Rick's six-part DVD series and study guide, the You Make Me Crazy Study Kit, and get started on improving your tough relationships today. Call us at 800-600-5004. That's 800-600-5004. When you call, consider chipping in just a little extra to help keep Daily Hope on this station. And now, here's Rick with a final note of encouragement. When you're in an abusive situation, it is natural to think that you have to work harder to please other people. But the truth is, you're never going to be able to please your abuser. The problem is not you. The problem is them. If you haven't got their approval by now, you're not going to get it. And they may be unable to give it. That's why you need help from others to get you out from under that abuse. Let me share some good news with you. You don't have to be perfect for God to love you. He loves you unconditionally. He will always love you. There's never been a moment of your life he didn't love you. In fact, you can't make God stop loving you. He knows everything about you, the good you've done, the bad you've done, and he still loves you because he is the only one who will love you unconditionally every moment of your life. You can never do anything to make God love you more, and you can never do anything to make God love you less. Paul says that God's love is so wide and so long and so high and so deep, we will never be able to even understand it. We just have to accept it by faith. In 1 Chronicles 16, 34, the Bible says that God's faithful love endures forever. So listen to me very closely. No matter what kind of abuse 
that you're facing right now or have faced in the past. And no matter how bad those circumstances are, you can count on God's love in every moment, and you can count on God's power to give you the courage to break free from that abuse. Now, I want you to understand more about God's love. If you've never opened your life to Jesus Christ, go to my website, rickwarren.org. You'll find a tab there, Knowing God. And there's a video and a guide to explain how you can become a part of God's family if you're not in his family yet. It'll talk to you about how much God loves you as his son or as his daughter. And no matter what you're going through, would you let me know about it? Would you write me, rick at rickwarren.org, so I and my team can pray for you? Just let me know about it. Thanks for listening, and join me next time as we continue looking at God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Daily Hope Ministries and listeners like you.